0: I had my radio coming on, I had my TV coming on, I had men walking around in my house at night. I could hear them calling for me and said, we're going to get you. It was 90 above outside, skittles were circling the house. I had crows pecking at, the, at my wall 3 o'clock in the morning.
1: Day gute, day. Welcome, my friends, to The Storyteller, where you'll find First Nations people from across Native North America who are following Jesus Christ without reservation. On today's program, you'll hear from Ted Murdoch of the Fisher River Cree Nation in Manitoba as he shares about his battle with addictions, spirits, and the lonely, miserable life that he once lived. Hi, my name is Ted Murdoch. I, I come from
0: Fish River, Manitoba. I was born here and uh, I had praying uh, grandparents. My grandfather, John R. Sinkler. My grand, other grandfather, William Murdoch. These men prayed, I could say, 24 hours a day, just about. They, I used to remember my, uh, Asking my mother as, said, I asked her, mom, what, how come, how come Muslims talking to himself all the time? He said, my boy, he's praying, he's praying. And one of his prayers for, for sure was that his children, his boys that would, uh, which is one of my, my father, which is Walter Murdoch, that is, and his grandchildren come to know Christ. When I was a small boy, I, I experienced a lot of alcohol. In fact, my, myself, I started drinking at a very early age. I remember about 14 years old and I was, I mean, we came, we come from a musical family and, uh, I learned to play the guitar at, a, at an early age and fast. I, I never read notes or anything, but it was, and all my uncles on my father's side, they all played, all played something and so we, I was in a uh, little band here at an early age, and I kept it up. It was a gift from God, but I was using it the wrong way. As a small boy, like I was saying, uh, you know, I, I had, I seen a lot of alcohol. I took a lot of alcohol. I, I, I had a choice to make when I was quite, quite young. Either go to school, my father said, or if you don't go to school, you got to work. And he was a commercial fisherman uh, both the winter. The winter fishing, the summer fishing, the fall fishing, and he was uh, he was he was good at what he did, and he was a hard hard worker. I remember, he had me out out in the lake when, as as early as 12, 12 years old. But then the time came when I didn't want to go to school so anymore. I so I, I had I had to go to work, and I had a I earned money, but I I started drinking at a very early age. I remember I used to be able to handle my drinks before I used to play for parties I even a time in in high school I used to even get uh, sent sent home from school they put me in a different room because I smelled like a like a, a brewery as I went on through the early years of my drinking and partying and working and Going away to work, sometimes going away for months at a time and coming back and just doing the same thing. Alcohol was getting me down. I was, I was in, in bondage to alcohol. I, there's many times, uh, I remember that hangovers never used to bother me. I remember later on I started getting sick. I started getting sick, really sick. As uh, my drinking go on, uh, went on, I used to start drinking sometimes. Drinking on, on the weekend. Then I started going into days. Then I started drinking weeks at a time. I remember sometimes a whole month I'd, I'd drink. But I want to remember this. I had praying grandfather and praying mother. And uh, I I could never quit drinking on my own. I remember I... Going away to work and coming back and saying to the Lord, I told the Lord lie after lie. I said, I'm not going to drink anymore. I'd find myself driving down a highway and next thing I know, I'm sitting in a bar. I told him another lie. I'd be I'd be gone on another binge. Come back, get sick, hung over again and say, I'm never going to do it again and ask the Lord for help and get, to get me through this. He, he, he did. And sure enough, I'd be back on the bottle again. I'd go away to work, and I'd, during the uh, during uh, during the summer months, I'd pray all all during because I I didn't work work and drink. I couldn't mix them both. I had to either do one thing, work or drink. I remember going away and just praying all through the summer and saying, "Lord, help me to not to drink when I come back." But as soon as not saying that, just out of the blue, I'd I'd just walk right to that bar and just start drinking it was just as easy as that yeah i was into gambling too i'll give you a little little experience about my 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 gambling when the vlt's first came out here i used to find myself sneaking out of the house one o'clock at night because it used to close at two and somehow i'd get out of the house just to take this to catch a our gambling i'd have blackouts and i'd uh, take a uh, plane to las vegas i don't even remember how how i got there i was into gambling too i remember in the 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 year uh 10, 10 years ago i i went out i worked for the tourist resort i went out and i i said set, set a goal that that uh summer that i was gonna at least do two months before i had a had a break I prayed all that summer. I said, "Lord, I'm gonna help me with my problem. Help me, help me with with my problem that I have with this drinking." My 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 wife has had enough of me. I went out at that summer. I came back on 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 my break. My wife picked me up in Winnipeg, and she says, "You know, Ted, nobody ever phoned for you. Nobody ever uh, asked about you this this summer." We're, we were sitting on on the couch, and no longer the phone rang. Somebody rang. Ted, I heard heard you were coming home. I'm coming over to give you a drink. I said, No, I'm not going to have a drink. Not long after, even during the night, I get calls from different parts of the country, and people wanted to come and drink with me. I said, No. It was that 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 summer when I was on my little break there. My wife said, I'm I'm going to go with my sister and my, our little boy to San Diego for a trip we had. This had gotten a new car, and they were going to drive. And I said, well, I'll be around here for a couple more days and have a good trip. Well, I'm going to go back up north in a couple of days. No sooner left the house. There was a knock at the door. Somebody walked in with liquor. No longer I had it in my hand, uh, and I was—I was gone. I was on another binge. I remember drinking all, all that week. I remember drinking—I drank that week and drank to a point where my—I'd wake up during during the night, pass out on the couch, seeing all these people drinking there and wanting. How did they ever get here in a house full of booze and stinking and cigarettes and everything around there? Got a call from my, my boss. He says, "Aren't you going to come back?" And I said, "No." And he says, "Why?" Because I'm said I'm drinking. Well, he says, "You you could you could say pretty well say he said i pretty well say he fired me. Wait, wait sound it sounded or? Come back and you smarten up. If you ever smarten up, uh, I've always told, told you, Teddy, you could you could be re- replaced. So I never thought nothing of that. I'm drinking. I, I was in my glory, so-called, so, so-called glory. Anyways, I went. I kept on drinking, kept on drinking, and finally I was getting so sick of it, and I said, No, that's enough. And my wife was already coming home for her from her three-week uh, trip. So the boys, the boys cleared out and I sobered up. Various things started happening to me in the house. I I remember crying out to the Lord and saying, Lord help me change this life. I was hungover. I was sick. I was puking. I was. Sweating, I couldn't sleep, I was rolling around in the bed, I was walking the floors, walking outside, and oh, such a lonely, dreary, dreary life. I cried out to the Lord, I said, Lord, I just need you, find a way, find a way to get me out of this mess. I, I happened to have some cousins, like certain cousins that I have, that they were in a, Church, uh, church meeting, and then they 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 invited me to go go down. That was in like a, in in a couple days, and Satan knew that I was gonna must have knew I was gonna change must change my life, and boy, he sent everything into my house. I had my radio coming on. Had my TV coming on. I had men walking around in my house at night. They could hear them calling for me and said, we're going to get you. I had skidoos circling around uh, around the house. Uh, it was 90 above outside, and skiddos were circling the house. I had crows pecking at, the, at my wall 3 o'clock in the morning i uh, I remember in my room i I was praying I was praying I was praying hard and how comfortable it was in that room, but there was something outside there. I remember walking out out of the i will need to use the bathroom. I remember walking out out of that room, and it was just ice cold. oh, it was just really ice cold uh, walking out of that room. And I got back into my bedroom and I prayed more for the Lord. You wouldn't know what, how the feeling is, but if, if someone's out there listening to me now, you know, I hope this reaches you. That God uh, took me to this, this time, through this time, but He was with me all the time. He was not going to let me go because I, I cried out
1: to Him. Well, It's clear that Ted was facing an intense spiritual battle. Addictions are powerful, and so are the forces that want to keep us bound. But as you'll hear next time, neither are any match for our Creator. There's no question that God is able. He's the star maker. The problem is, few are willing to humble themselves and come to God on His terms. We read a simple yet extremely important truth in the Bible. Listen to this. God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Let me read it again. God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. I'm not sure why anyone would want God to oppose them, especially when what we really need is his grace. We see his grace in how he sent his son Jesus to live, die, and rise from the dead so that we could be forgiven, restored, and live victorially in Him. But if you are rejecting Jesus Christ, you are rejecting God. And there will be no victory, no joy, no peace, only the righteous judgment of a holy God. If you would like to know more, please visit our website withoutreservation.com and click on the tab New Life. You can also write to us at The Storyteller P.O. Box One Thousand and One. Bemidji, Minnesota, 56619. Our phone number is 877-766-4648. That's 877-766-4648. You can also find us on Facebook at Without Reservation. Want to take the storyteller with you? Be sure to download our app. Thanks for listening, and remember the greatest story took place at the cross. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. There's more to Ted's story, so be sure to join us again next time as we listen to The Storyteller.